There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hi everyone, my name is Jack Rico and welcome to episode 141 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. On today's episode... The 21st Latin Grammy nominations were announced and music critic Isabela Raigosa joins the show to help me deconstruct what the nominations mean to music fans and the music industry, if white and black artists will continue to collaborate with Spanish artists, and we weigh in on who will win and lose on Latin's biggest night in music. But before I talk to Isabela, it's time I give you my weekly review of what's happening in Latinx pop culture in a segment I like to call Jacked In. Let's begin with the top movie, TV, and music news of the week. Ricky Martin will co-star in Netflix's Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. There's a Latinx reboot of The Father of the Bride being developed at Warner Brothers. Oscar Isaac to play Francis Ford Coppola and Barry Levinson's Making of the Godfather. Jennifer Lopez to be honored at E's People Choice Awards. Colombian actress Diane Guerrero to star in Latinx animated horror drama called Woman in the Book on Facebook Watch. Nicaraguan superstar writer Roberto Aguirre Sacasa is doing Pretty Little Liars reboot on HBO Max. Conan the Barbarian TV series is in works at Netflix. A rocket Espanol TV drama series during the mid 1990s in Mexico City is being developed. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story remake is being delayed nearly a year and a recut of Godfather 3 will be available on Blu-ray and digital December 8th. And in tech and social media news, Facebook is unifying Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger under itself. LinkedIn added LinkedIn Stories to its app. Twitter to fix AI system that cut black people from photos. Spotify wants to turn their podcasts into TV shows and movies. Amazon created a security drone that watches your home. YouTube 4K has now come to Apple TV, iPhone, and iPad, but no HDR or 60 frames per second on TV. Disney Disney Plus is developing a co-viewing feature called Group Watch that allows up to seven people to watch the same Disney Plus title together, even if they are in separate places. To discuss the 21st Latin Grammy Award nominations, I welcome Isabela Raigosa, who is a Latin music expert who contributes regularly to SoundCloud and is a contributing writer at Billboard magazine. She is also an old friend of the show, and I'm happy to have her back on the podcast today. Welcome to the Highly Relevant Podcast once again, Isabela. Thank you so much, Jack. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. All right. So before we kick things off, let's talk a little bit about Fresh Press Podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, it's a new podcast, I understand. Tell me a little bit about it, what it's about, and uh, how did it come to be? Yeah, so we have several different channels. One of them is uh, Fresh Press on SoundCloud's Twitch channel. And that one particularly is highlighting 
the artists that are emerging. So uh, in SoundCloud, we put a lot of focus on creators that are in the underground and we hope to be that outlet to help catapult their career further. So we bring in uh, three artists every Monday to basically interview them and do a Q&A. So that's, that's, uh, right now I've had the pleasure of uh, being a co-host during his That is so Monday. awesome. Tell me a little bit about SoundCloud. I've been sort of kind of detached from it. I remember I used to use it to find like new music, but then I feel like um, there's been so many other platforms and so many other options. What's SoundCloud like today? So the difference between SoundCloud and other uh, streaming outlets like, say, Apple and Spotify is that, one, you can be interactive in SoundCloud. Obviously, you can continue to upload your music and uh, participate in New Music Fridays. Uh, we also feature playlists as the other uh, platforms that I mentioned. But the unique thing about SoundCloud is that, uh, like I mentioned, creators can interact with other producers, other artists. So people end up linking up, other creators end up uh, just reconnecting in that way. And also, you can also be a curator because you have a profile, mm. you can be reposting other tracks, you can be definitely uh, providing that kind of content. So I like it because it has that ability to work as a social media as well besides the streaming platform. That is so awesome. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, J Balvin, Bad Bunny, and Osuna lead the nominations. Balvin got 13 nods. Bad Bunny got nine. Uh, both nominated twice in the prestigious Album of the Year category. Osuna scored eight nods overall. Give me your first reaction at seeing the list. What stood out to you the most? What stood out to me is that we have an equal balance of Urbano acts being paired with singer-songwriters and pop artists. And some that are a little bit under the radar, but uh, paired with artists that have produced a lot of viral hits. So at least for the most coveted categories like Record of the Year, Album of the Year, I definitely see a mixture of genres. The only thing that also always stands out to me is that they tend, even though it, it reflects uh, diverse genres, I always feel like it's lacking in, like, say, rock music or electronic. Why is that? Um, I would say because right now, unfortunately, there's not a lot of uh, popularity in rock music, I think, with electronic artists. They tend to fly under the radar. So I do feel like a lot of uh, new artists that are making that sort of music, at least in the electronic space, get just overlooked in general. So perhaps it's because they haven't been nominated. Somebody from the members team in the Latin Grammys and the Recording Academy, maybe we need more diversity. And that was exactly what was going on in the controversy. Like why without reggaeton, there is no Latin Grammys. It was the same reason because there wasn't a member of a reggaeton expert bringing that diversity or that reggaeton uh, genre into these categories. And I think that they might be perhaps lacking an expert in those genres. One of the things, obviously, that has been sort of rubbing reggaetoneros the wrong way for so many years is that since the early 2000s, when reggaeton started hitting mainstream in the Spanish language market, when we kind of started departing from El General and started getting into Daddy Yankee uh, and Rakim and Kenwai, we started noticing that the Latin Grammys, for the most part, disregarded them. That they dismissed that genre as urban music meant for street people. And I guess there was sort of an elitist tone with the Latin Grammys. Something I didn't really think because it was the most listened to genre for, come on, mm -hmm. let's be honest, for almost 20 years now. 
And mm-hmm. for the Latin Grammys to not treat it, uh, and I'm not going to say necessarily as prestige music, but but to treat it as the popular uh, listen to music by this generation of Latinos um, has been somewhat baffling. And last year, I think Balvin, J. Balvin, sort of boycotted the Latin Grammys. He didn't attend, like in mm-hmm. protest. And Nikki Jam and everybody else was saying, well, why can't we be a part of the record of the year, song of the year? What was the shift that happened between last year and the last 12 months that all of a sudden, reggaetoneros are like the most nominated at this Latin Grammy nominations? Well, one, obviously, as we already saw this year, that there is a new category, and it's the reggaeton category, which was previously non-existent, as you mentioned. And that's the same exact thing that happened with hip-hop back in the traditional American Grammys. Many that's years. right. Uh, it, it took a while for, for just urban music in general to be validated because, I, you know, like you mentioned, there was some sort of elitist tone, but at the same time, I don't think it was pretty intentional. I just feel that there haven't been members in the board to uh, represent these genres. And one, like you did say, reggaeton did explode massively globally with uh, Gasolina in the mid-2000s. I don't think that a lot of people beyond the genre or outside of the genre foresaw the revival that it was going to have as right. we see it today. Well, why don't we go right into uh, the four major categories, because I'm dying to get your predictions on this. Uh, let's start with album of the year, Bad Bunny. Mira, I, I can't even spell this. Y-H-L-Q-M-D-L. <laughs> what is that? What, Yo hago lo que se me dé la gana. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm out of it, man. This guy's now initializing all these uh, sentences. Okay. Yo. <laughs> Then you got J Balvin and Bad Bunny for Oasis, arguably one of my favorite reggaeton albums of all time. Uh, J Balvin and Colores. Uh, I think that this was more of a shift into prestige reggaeton, uh, this album in particular. Camila por primera vez, Cani Garcia, Mesa para dos, Jesse and Joy, all pop uh, con aire, versión día. Natalia Laforcada keeps on coming at the album of the year she's been a a, a frequent participant in the last yeah. five to ten years ricky martin makes a comeback with pausa fito wow. paz you were just mm-hmm. talking about you know rock en español la conquista del espacio and carlos vives mm-hmm. con su vallenato de colombia and cumbiana um what do you make of this list and who do you think is a major pick for winner of album of the year well I'm going to be a little biased and say one, what, which one was my favorite. And honestly, I was very much impressed by Bad Bunny because he definitely tapped into other genres. He definitely also rescued that old reggaeton sound and that he's bringing a very fresh element into this um, urban space. Definitely Oasis was a great one as well. And I mean, they have both... Uh, Jay Dalvin and Bad Bunny's album of the year. I mean, I do think that it says something about the current state of music right now. Um, and yeah, you did mention there is a rock album in there. But honestly, it wasn't one of the albums that stood out to me. I, I personally did oversee it. What has surprised me is that some of my favorite albums don't appear on in the categories, like Boom Booty, for example. I thought that album was so excellent. The 
the one that he released um, earlier this year it was called uh, Posible no me voy a quedar por aquí demasiado tiempo me ido y he vuelto solo por ti so I was like wow that's really surprising because that was such an excellent forward-thinking album and it's rock it was electronic it was the production was just impeccable uh but this list in general like i mentioned uh earlier is that it is a pretty equal balance of like the singer-songwriter uh the urbano and definitely carlos vives has also been a, a long-time favorite of the latin grammy with vallenato so i ob- ob- obviously always like to see the diversity reflected because i do feel that latin music in general should always represent the many rich colors that we have. So I think it's a pretty solid uh, selection of nominees. Where is Ricky Martin today musically? He did a collaboration with Carla Morrison. And honestly, I'm not going to tell you that I listened to the whole album. I listened to that track and it was pretty great. He's kind of delving into the softer side of pop. It's more like orchestral, melodic. Um, honestly, it's not an album that stood out to me or it didn't make me want to continue exploring it, to be honest with you. But I definitely did think it was a great uh, pairing that he did with Carla Morrison because she is a somber pop songstress, uh, Mexicana. And I think that she's been uh, producing a lot of really cool songs. I mean, at least she just came out with her own single today. I mean, this last week. And I definitely thought that it was an interesting pair because she's such an indie artist mm-hmm. and obviously Ricky Martin is like the original crossover artist. He's an OG, yeah, now by this point. What's the differences between J Balvin and Bad Bunny right now? I feel like these two artists are at the top and the pinnacle and the crest of their industry, yet they're not the same exact artists. Definitely at their pinnacle. They were both featured at the Super Bowl along with J-Lo and Shakira, so they were the ones that were definitely present and continue to just be the most visible in the genre. The difference is that obviously uh, Bad Bunny is Puerto Rican, J Balvin is Colombian. So J Balvin has been responsible for uh, quote-unquote sophisticating reggaeton. By What I mean by that is making it more pop, polished, working with Sky Rompiendo, who's been doing a big movement with Colombian reggaeton in Medellin with uh, Carol G, with Maluma. And definitely there's like a more R&B tonality to his vocal delivery. And definitely a lot, I, I would say smoother, just like that kind of like that, mm. like that smooth playboy kind of <laughs> vibe. But we're, <laughs> I mean, that's the vibe he's going for, I think. And with Bad Bunny, I think that he's a bit more of a multifaceted artist because as we saw in his albums and in his previous albums is that not only is he tapping into an old school style reggaeton by bringing that kind of maximalist EDM perreo sound, but at the same time, he's also doing like the passionate ballad. Like Vete is one of the songs that is nominated for record of the year and it's impeccable. The production of it, it has an, a, a huge drop, a, a super contagious hook. And also the fact that he's one of the few artists that would appear in drag, that he dresses and plays with gender. And he's not afraid to be out there, you know, paint his nails, put on, uh, get his manicure and be super outlandish. So he's such an unconventional artist for your traditional Puerto Rican reggaetonero. 
And I think that that is what charms a lot of people about them. Well, let's move on to record of the year now. Anuela A, Daddy Yankee and Carol G featuring Osuna and J Balvin for China. Pablo Alboran, who I love uh, his song uh, Recuérdame. Uh, not too long ago, uh, he's back in the record of the year. Cuando estés aquí, a nice, uh, beautiful power ballad. Bad Bunny invented, which you just mentioned. Bajo fondo, which is part of the Gustavo Santolaya Argentina uh, mm-hmm. accordion sort of uh, f- uh, tango. Uh, they're also nominated with Solari Yacumensa featuring Cuarém 1080, J Balvin with Rojo, Camilo featuring Pedro Capó and Tutu, Cani uh, Garcia and no- Noel. Benici, lo que en ti veo, Carol G and Mickey Minaj and Tusa. Mi- Nicki Minaj is singing Spanish in this track, mm-hmm. which I she didn't. She wrote her own lyrics too. Yeah. Can you break that collaboration down to me? Because Nicki Minaj, I think, is a little too late to the party. Yeah, she definitely is careful with her collaboration. I definitely did sense a lot of like female empowerment in the song. Tusa is about a heartbreak and is kind of feeling despite, and it's Colombian slang, so it's about like, hey, olvídate la Tusa, forget your Tusa, and let's go and have some fun. What I do enjoy about that specific collaboration is that one, Obviously, we have like an OG hip hop rapper, and she's one of the best lyricists out there, in my personal opinion, about American rap. And Carol G is definitely holding her own right now. I think that her pairing up with Ovi on the drums, who is one of the most amazing producers, in my mm. opinion, today from Medellin, too, he definitely highlighted the violins out of that song. And no one in reggaeton was featuring any violin hooks. So, I definitely do enjoy her songwriting. She's very forward, obviously very sex positive as well. But I just like how unflinching they both are in terms of uh, writing really good rap lyrics and definitely not sticking to like the safe, the safe pop formula. So I, I do feel that Nicki, Nicki Minaj was basically the secret weapon to that song. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's paid off for, for her and Carol G. What is it about Colombian music producers in the reggaeton uh, genre today that have completely skyrocketed? Well, initially, it all started because they wanted to replicate the sounds that were coming out of Puerto Rico. But because of limited resources, they ended up having to customize its own music. And that definitely spawned the whole movement, with which I mentioned it has a more polished sound. It has a more of a melodic hooks. And I think that that just became such a very fantastic original point for them because initially, and this is me speaking with Carol G last year, I interviewed her Mm -hmm. and she was explaining this to me as well, that that they had to work with their resources, but that ended up becoming sort of like a blessing in disguise for all these producers because it just invented its own Medellin style. It takes a scene. To, to be able to be globally recognized. And from there, obviously, like Jay Balvin was the first one to just skyrocket from with that R&B pop-boosted reggaeton sound. Now let's go on to Song of the Year, ADMV by Maluma, Bonita by Juanes and Sebastián Yatra, uh, Codo con Codo con Jorge Dex- Drexler, El Mismo Aire uh, by Camilo, For Sale, Alejandro Sanz, Carlos Vives, El Mundo Fuera, Alejandro Sanz, Lo que en ti veo, Cani García, René, by Residente, Tiburones, by Ricky Martin, 
Tusa uh, by Carol G and Nicki Minaj and Tutu by Pedro Capó and uh, Camilo. Any differences here between Song of the Year and Record of the Year? It, Song of the Year is more focused on the singer-songwriter element, whereas Record is more about the multi- multiple components, which is the production, the mm. mastering, the mixing, the engineering. Song of the Year is strictly based on just lyrics. Uh, and I feel that it's the point where singer-songwriters get highlighted. And as we see, there's only actually two urban songs in here, as what I can tell by a glance, yeah. which is Tusa and maybe Renes. But even Renes' song was more of a ballad-leaning song as well. And obviously, we've known that he's been one of the most pedagogic lyricists out there that... true. It's for it's for deep thinkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's almost he's almost like an academic when it comes to lyricism. Mm-hmm. He's a poet. Definitely. He's a poet who happens to be doing this uh, this genre of music. And then we got best new artist. There's uh, Anuel A again, uh, Raúl Alejandro, Mike Bahia, Casu, Conociendo Rusia, which I love that name. Soy Emilia, Kurt, mm-hmm. Nikki Nicole, Nati Peluso, Petición, and Was. I don't think I've heard any of these people. To be quite honest with you. Um, what do you except make Anuel. except Anuel? Yeah. What do you make of this category and of this list of upcoming artists? Who do you think here has the potential to stand the test of time? Who has the potential to stand the test of time? Wow, that's a good question. I would say Casu. <laughs> She is an Argentinian trap uh, lyricist, rapper. She has like the Harley Quinn image. I met her at last year's Latin Grammys. And I saw her as well last year open up for Baja Beach Fest where uh, Bad Bunny and J Balvin headlined. And right now, Argentina is having a massive trap scene. It's insane. I actually went to cover Batalla de los Rayos where I met Woz, the one of the best new artists. Mm-hmm. And Woz started off uh, freestyling uh, just as a freestyler in one of the plazas in a park in Argentina. It's become such a massive movement. And ever since YouTube, uh, they started adding their, their freestyle rap battles on YouTube, they went viral, like 21 million views because they're just like insane, like just wordsmith. Wow. So, just to see Woz in here, I was pretty surprised because I ended up flying to Argentina to cover Batalla de los Gallos, which gathers all the best underground, like, hood rappers from that they compete. They submit a video to Red Bull, and then the international t- took place in Argentina uh, last year. And they, every single country competes. So it was like 17 or 16 guys from all over Latin America, and they all compete by battling. It's like, Eight Mile Eminem. That's exactly that. (laughs) That's awesome. It was like, what the heck? It was so... And then I remember like the car that was picking me up and they were like, oh, what brings you to Argentina? And I said, oh, I'm going to cover Batalla de los Ayos. Oh my God, uh, Argentinian trap here is massive. And then that's when I discovered Kazu. And she, I mean, and honestly, right now in the urban space, we have Carol G, Kazu, Nati Natasha, very few women that are pretty much leading the urbano wave but they're very 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 present and that's why i think that Kazu has a, a that quality to stand the test of time where would you say latin music is today in the spanish language market and what is it what is its relationship 
to the American mainstream media because I feel like reggaeton has sort of faded out in terms of collaboration, charts. The movement itself seems to have slowly dissipated, but it's still strong in the Spanish language market. Where, where, how would you describe Latin music today overall? Uh, even just to, to speak about reggaeton, obviously we saw it from this maximalist EDM approach where it was more uh, like agro-aggressive. Today, as I mentioned, it was more pop boosted with R&B tonalities and um, artists like Raul Alejandro, who is the best new artist, he's one of the guys that is infusing R&B with Urbano uh, productions. So th that is one direction where it's heading. And a lot of electronic artists uh, like Steve Aoki, um, he just created his own Latin label and has... Uh, and has made artists like Akiyai Akiyai who are doing M-pop instead of K-pop. So it's Mexican pop. And so I definitely see a lot more pop. I see the approach going into more um, R&B, but at the same time, a lot more electronic because a lot of electronic artists and even hip-hop artists are collaborating with with uh, Latin Urbano artists. And that is what it takes. If, if, if in the American world, if rock and roll is, a, is going to be rescued, it's because a hip hop artist is choosing to collaborate with wow. Blink 182 with Tra with Travis Barker, someone like Post Malone, for example. And that's exactly the same thing that's happening here. We already see that uh, Travis Scott collaborated with Rosalia, obviously Nicki Minaj with uh, Carol G. So the the more we're continuing to see the support of like um, American artists like Beyonce doing the collaboration with Jay Dobbin, Bieber with Despacito, that's going to continue to rise. And that's definitely going to shape a lot of uh, Latin music. And I mean, now we're starting to see how bilingual is just accepted entirely. When you first interviewed me three years ago in 2017, you said, why haven't American outlets uh, paid attention to the music that's been going on for decades, a century, which is Latin music? Why finally now <laughs> are uh, outlets like Rolling Stone starting to pay attention to Latin artists? Is because the movement has already existed, but now that they're getting validated by American acts of American publication, it just gives it more of a staying power to be able to participate in American culture, as we actually saw in this year's Super Bowl with Shakira and Dilo. That's so funny because I remember when Jay-Z and Linkin Park got together and you thought that rock was going to, you know, just just pop and then Kanye West and Coldplay uh, collaborated and you, you were starting to see this, but you're right, that actually might be happening too um in in um if it's ever going to happen if rock and espanol is ever going to just you know yeah just that is not like rock and espanol as we knew it in the 80s and 90s i don't know about that one <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna have to evolve along with the reggaetoneros and the bad bunnies that might want to look at that yep. sound and, and 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 find some freshness and some fusion and hybrid uh, musical tonalities to kind of create something new, but uh, that would be very exciting. And I love the fact that like, it, we're we're leaving twenty years of the same sound on radio, and we're kind of moving into a different direction with reggaeton. And and I hope it becomes more poppy and and R and B ish, at least for me, because you know I, I would totally enjoy. It. But with influences of reggaeton, do you think American mm -hmm. artists are still interested in Spanish language music and reggaeton? It's definitely going to continue because every Friday, every week, is when it's New Music Friday, you see a new American artist, a new mainstream artist collaborating with a uh, Latin artist. Um, and 
that's definitely I, I I mean and also collaborations are massive in in Latin music. We see Daddy Yankee participate in so many hits. How many hits does he have because oh either God. he's the main singer or the featured artist? So that is always going to be very important. Uh, the the real question is, can a standalone artist make it on their own or do they have to pair up with somebody to continue having relevancy? That is the question that I actually want to know. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Okay, so to answer my own question, um, <laughs> it's going to be really rare for an artist, a standalone artist to make it without any collaborations, I feel. Um, and in terms of the popularity and going viral, uh, when you pair two demographics together, obviously it just it becomes more exponential for the visibility of yeah. Look at this that album or track. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I actually had a, uh, another panel with uh, the VP of Latin Billboard, Leila Cobo, uh, staff writer from the uh, Recording Academy, mm-hmm. and the co-founder of Remezcla. And I asked them why was Despacito the song to catapult. Latin music, uh, why did it have to take Despacito? What about Despacito is it that now we, we American outlets have accepted Latin music? And honestly, everybody actually said Bieber. And I'm like, what? Curious to, to ask you all, what do you think was like the magic of Despacito? Because that, that is the song that really did transform uh, um, the American mainstream's perspective on Latin music. Beaver just jumping on it, you know, I think that was, I remember even my reaction to it was like, wow, you know, like my mouth was like, what? Like I couldn't fathom a mainstream artist, a superstar like Bieber jumping on the, on a Spanish song. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just a huge, a huge moment. Like I was actually shocked because I didn't know, like, I didn't know the answer to the question. This is just conversation that, that we keep unpacking. And it kind of did validate my point is like, wow, we're still in the stage where we need American artists to, yeah. to say, hey, you know what? Um, I like what you're doing. Let's collaborate. And obviously that that is what's going to rescue rock and roll in, 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 in American uh, music. You know, honestly, like, and it, that's what it is. It's, it, it, it's hip hop accepted. So, I, I mean, it's the same with Latin music. It's been working. And now artists are like actually crossing over to singing in Spanish. All these Latin artists, obviously, we saw it with Drake. We've seen it with Usher, Nicki Minaj. So all these artists are, and Beyonce. I mean, that is so unprecedented. When I mean, that's only been for, in the past half decade that that's been it's going true. on. That is true. I think true. it's going to continue. Well, uh, Isabella Ragosa, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, if people want to check you out, uh, they can go head on over to SoundCloud. The podcast is called Fresh Press. You can catch her there. You can catch her writing uh, over at Billboard magazine as well. The Lang Grammys will air November 19th in Miami on Univision. And before I wrap up here, here are three Latin tracks you might want to add to your playlist this weekend. Solari Yacumenza featuring Quarim 1080, Bajo Fondo. Dos Extraños, 039 featuring Soy Emilia. Empieza a molestar que haga frío en la ciudad. 
Buenos Aires, Nati Peluso. That's it for episode 141 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I want to thank Isabela Raigosa for coming on the show. And if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review on our iTunes page. Also, if you'd like a shout out on the show, you can reach out to me on Twitter at JackRicoOfficial and on my Instagram at JackRico. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.